But one of the things his friend says to him in Job chapter 8 is those who forget God have no hope. What he's talking about there is a certain hope. And so when you see people falling apart or, you know, the stock market crashed so my life is over, well, those kinds of things are in the realm of worship. Mm-hmm. It's totally what my life is about. Mm-hmm. And because this is over, my life is over. If my kid doesn't turn out this way, then my life is over. Mm-hmm. If I can't marry this person, then my life is over. Um, your life is not over mm-hmm. if you build your life and put the hope of your life in something that never ends. Mm-hmm. And the something that never ends is the hope that you have in God. Yeah. Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, where we talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in our everyday lives and how, in the end, all that matters is God and people. Here's today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Sitting down with Chad right now, and we're going to talk to you about hope. Chad, you recently talked about hope, and I love how you kind of broke it down. You gave three different kinds of hope. Yeah. Uh, un- unpack that for us. We're just diving right in. We are, bro. yeah, not messing around. All right, Chad, you're wearing. You're like, a... Chad, get to work. All right, let's 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 have a little social time. Let's connect. Whatever. Okay, so you're wearing your Indian motorcycle sweater right now. If you're listening to this, you can't see it, but uh, Chad, you've been on a journey. You've been a motorcycle guy, and you finally came to the conclusion you're not going to ride the motorcycle. <laughs> what? Talk us through what was going through your mind. Well, you, and then you just went a total direction. I did. Well, you didn't like the direction I started, so I shifted well, no, gears. No, I, I liked it. I'm just like, well, fired up today. Let's just <laughs> get after it. Uh, so what, uh, the motorcycle question. Yeah. Uh, I will still ride motorcycles. I'll just rent one. Okay. Uh, I, I just decided that, uh, yeah, I could, I could sell it in this season of life and, you know, choose, choose safety first. Motorcycle safety is an oxymoron. Mm -hmm. You're you're managing risk and, uh, yeah, just in the season, I'm sure in the future I'll get another one. Well, to quote my friend Chad, in previous conversations, you always said, hey, it's better to know the guy with the boat than to be the guy with the boat. Yeah. And for years, I, it's been good to know you as the guy with the uh, <laughs> the motorcycle instead of me having to have one. I could borrow yours. So Robert had my garage code. He would just come get it. Yeah. So now we'll have to find another friend who has a motorcycle. Yeah, but and, I still got the sweatshirt. That's right. So I'm a poser. Still representing. So hope. Hope. <laughs> that was three, a good transition. Three kinds of, yeah, yeah, three kinds of hope. Um, and hope is so important. Um, I think I think I heard Rick Warren say this. Uh, you you can live, uh, you know, a month without food. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can live a few days without water. You can live uh, a minute or two without mm-hmm. air, but your soul can't live a second without hope. Mm-hmm. Um, the soul thrives on hope. Uh, three types of hope that we talked about were wishful hope, uh, expectant hope, and certain hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, wishful hope is exactly what it sounds. It's you're wishing. Yeah. And most of us, I think even when we think we're praying, we're actually not. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just wishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, prayer is about connecting with God and getting on God's page. Yep. We can ask God for whatever we want, but really the goal of prayer is to get to know God, to connect with Him, and to submit our lives under His leadership. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we're just throwing up wishes to our you know, heavenly Godfather, mm-hmm. right? Um, Which even just that, what you just said, getting on God's page, it it changes what you pray for. Yeah, it does. It it affects even the things that, you know, to use that term of like, what am I asking for? What am I seeking? It changes when you get on God's page. Yeah. A wishful hope is I want to win the lottery. A wishful hope is, uh, you know, I hope my team wins. Yep. You know, Charlie in the chocolate factory. I I hope I get the golden ticket. I hope I get the whatever, whatever. And you're just, yeah, you're wishing. 
I hope I can find a parking spot at the mall. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, expectant hope. So wishful hope is your wishing. Expectant hope is your working. Mm-hmm. Expectant hope is in the realm of uh, you'll reap what you sow. Mm-hmm. And that is normally the case, but that's not always the case. Yeah, there's principles, but they're not always necessarily promises. There's principles in scripture. If you do this, generally speaking, this will happen. Uh, but there's always exceptions to that too. Yeah, you will You will never, so here's the side of it, right? You, you'll never produce a crop unless you plant seeds. Mm-hmm. But just because you plant seeds doesn't mean you'll produce a crop. That's right. Uh, storms can come. People can come take away the seeds, you know, those kinds of things. But the beautiful thing about that principle is you usually produce more than you thought you were going to. Yeah. Um, so you have you, the proverb you where it's, sow. yeah, you know, raise up a child in the way they should go. When they're yeah. old, they won't depart from it. And parents go, well, I did the, the things I was supposed to do, but then my kids still made their own decisions. Well, yeah, it's a principle. It's not a promise. And so understanding the difference. But what you're talking about is principles. And yeah, there's an expectant hope because I did the thing. And so I can expect that maybe there's going to be this result. And, and they generally, life. yeah. Usually works. That's right. If I eat right and exercise, I'll probably be healthier than if I didn't. Mm-hmm. Right? That's expectant hope. So wishful hope you're wishing, expectant hope you're working. Uh, certain hope means that it's stellar. It's yeah. a done deal. It's in the realm of the promises of God. That's right. Difference between a principle. Now we're talking a promise. Yeah. You can you can take it to the to the bank. Mm-hmm. And a certain hope, uh, that category is, is where we want to place our worship. Yeah. And so um, expectant hope, you know, Jesus said life's going to be hard. You can expect that, right. right? So even though we're talking about hope, just know that it doesn't always work out the way you thought it was going to. But certain hope, it will always work out the way he says it's going to. Yeah. And so the promises of God are all in that category. Uh, in the sermon, we talked from Hebrews 6 about how that certain hope is an anchor for our souls. Mm-hmm. And so when life is tough or when storms come, you go to that certain hope uh, because it's something you can trust in, you can take to the bank. It's forever true. Yeah. Uh, and the Bible says it leads us into the presence of God. It actually helps us remember yeah. what matters most. Okay, so let's talk right now. Let's let's go to that third category. Let's talk about this hope that we know is it's a secure hope. It's a certain hope. What are some of those things that fall into that category that that we can be certain of that aren't just expectant because we're putting forth the principle, but we can actually know that these are the promises of God? What are some of those things that we can focus on? Well, what came to mind immediately and you know, as you asked that question is Jesus said, I will never leave you or forsake you, mm-hmm. uh, which means you will never be alone. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be that you're married and, you know, there's betrayal. It could be uh, somebody just gets sick and dies on you, mm-hmm. right? Um, marriage is not forever, mm-hmm. uh, but the love of God is and the presence of God is. And so the presence of God, he'll never leave us or forsake us. That is a that is a certain hope. Uh, it could be all your friends leave you. It could mean that mm-hmm. you're in a terrible time of life. Uh, but if you've given your life to Jesus, you are never alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, even death for a believer in Jesus is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's certain hope. Yeah. I never think, leave us or forsake us. I think of the series we did just uh, a month ago, we were talking about heaven and hell, and we were talking about this future promise and looking at all that God has in Revelation of, hey... Here's what's going to come. Here's what's going to happen. And these are things that have not yet happened, but he reveals it to John. And so we have this picture of new heaven, new earth, new bodies, new future, all of that. That all falls into that category of certain hope. We have a certain hope that evil will be destroyed. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a certain hope. 
It's not a wait and see what happens in this battle. Like, is Jesus going to be victorious? Is there oh, going to? No, all the warriors yeah. are wearing white. You yeah. know what that means? They're not going to get dirty. They're not planning <laughs> on getting dirty. Yeah, we'll just wear white. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And there are, I, I think, around a thousand promises mm-hmm. in the Bible mm-hmm. that are in the realm of of certain hope. Yeah, yeah. He'll destroy evil. He'll never leave you or forsake you. Um, you can never be snatched from his hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing you can do to make him love you more. There's nothing you can do to make him love you less. He's just going to love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, his grace is strong enough to hold you mm-hmm. forever. Uh, those kinds of things. It's the certain hope that we have in Jesus. Um, hope has a name. It's the name of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason that Jesus is hope is because he's our our savior. Mm-hmm. Um, he cannot be defeated. Uh, he will not lose. Even when it looked like he was defeated, he was winning. Yeah. You know, yep. he, he just had a different plan. Um, so, yeah, all of those things is where, where we want to place our worship. It's it's what we want to really build our lives on. Mm-hmm. And uh, you cannot not be a hoper. Mm-hmm. We're all hoping in something uh, because we all trust something, which means mm-hmm. we all worship something. Yeah. So you might as well worship something that is stellar and eternal. Yeah. Um, the person of Jesus. It's it's interesting as a follower of Jesus, when, when I think about hope, when I think about what are we putting our hope in, there's this unique thing where we're looking both forward in time, but we also look backward in time. We're, we're looking back at the victory of Jesus in the cross and the resurrection. And, and that's really, that's where our hope is. But then we also look at the future, which is the completion. Everything that Jesus has already done hasn't been completely revealed. The victory that he had in that moment, we look back on that, and we also look back at all of God's promises throughout the Old Testament, everything he did with the nation of Israel, all of that fulfilled in Jesus. We look back, but then we also look forward going, and it's not done being revealed. The victory has yeah. already been won, so there is not a wait and see what's going to happen. It's already happened in the past. It is happening right now in our lives, and it also will happen in the future. And so it's this unique thing where uh, sometimes you have to look back as you look forward. You have to look back on even in our own lives and kind of this microcosm of our lives, right? We look back on what is God's faithfulness in my life up to this point? What are the things I've seen him do? And that helps us as we look forward. He's going to continue that, and he's going to continue the work that he started in you, and he's going to complete that one day. And so there's kind of this two-directional, we're looking back, but we're also looking forward as followers of Jesus. Yeah, it's faith in both directions. Mm -hmm. Um, hope is the belief that tomorrow is going to be better than today. Uh-huh. And the reality with God is, uh, if it's not good, he's not done. Uh-huh. So even if I lose everything, um, all the way to the point of my own life, uh-huh. all I did was graduate to something better. Yeah. Um, and that's the hope that I have in Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a case of rah, sarah. It, it, it's not a, yep. uh, you know, we, evil's still evil, pain's still pain, um, difficulties are still difficulties. So it, it's it's not stoicism, right? Yeah. It's it's not that I'm ignoring reality. It's just that I know that the ultimate reality of where I'm headed mm-hmm. is evil is gone. I'm loved forevermore. And there'll be no more death, mourning, uh, crying, um, or pain. Yeah. 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 Not stoicism, not nihilism, not any of those isms other than, yeah, our faith is in there's a better future ahead. And God's promised it. And yeah. so far, he's 100% on keeping his promises. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and he forever will be. You know, the passage of Scripture in Hebrews 6, I mean, he writer flat out says, it's a certain hope because God can't lie. That's right. And uh, I always get asked, you know, is there anything God can't do? There's lots of things God can't do. Yeah, I remember in philosophy class, it was always, can God make a rock so big he can't move it? 
That's such a dumb question. Like, I get the philosophy question behind it, but it's like, that's totally outside of the nature of God. Like, let's start by getting to know God. Anytime I hear that, I think, okay, first of all, how bored are you? Or secondly, (laughs) what have you been smoking? Yeah. Because that's just out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, God can't lie. Um, It's against his nature. It's impossible for Mm -hmm. him to do that. Uh, God can't get lost. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And I would also say because of his justice, God can't ignore evil. No, he mm-hmm. can't. Because of his love, because of his justice. That's that's part of, again, these are things God can't do, which is why we have the cross and the resurrection. You're talking about philosophy class. When I was in college, I had an argument with my philosophy professor. Oh, I'm shocked. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I knew that would shock you. Um, his question was, uh, what is God's most important attribute? And my answer was his sovereignty, because uh, he wouldn't be God if he wasn't sovereign, mm-hmm. right? Meaning he's in control, he's in charge, he has authority, he has power over all things. Isn't that what makes him God? Yeah. And my professor said, no, 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 it's his character, right? And I'm like, no, it's not his character. And he's like, you're, you're talking about position. And he said, I'm, I'm talking about attributes. I go, well, you're talking about attributes, you know, his character at large or whatever. Um. But all that conversation led me to this because basically it was potato, potato and uh-huh. argument. And, and a lot of times that's what arguments are. You're saying the same things just differently. Um, but I was reminded in that little season of my life um, that the two promises we have about God that for me are the most comforting mm-hmm. are promises that I learned in a little prayer when I was like four years old. And we would pray it before we would eat. And it starts with God is... Great. Great. God is good. Good. Okay. Those two things are promises Mm -hmm. that God is great and that God is good. And we will spend all eternity learning those two things, Mm -hmm. that God is great and that God is good, because there's no end to his greatness. It's infinite. Mm -hmm. And there's no end to his goodness. It's infinite. And I think that the biggest certain hope that we have is built on those two pillars, mm-hmm. that he's great and that he's good. Yeah. And so I learned that when I was four, and I'm still learning that now that I'm 50. And when I'm 500,000 years old on yeah. the other side, I'll still be learning that God is great and God is good. I forget who it was. There was some great theologian getting to the end of his life, and it was, you know, Dr. Whoever. Like, what, what's been the, you know, the most amazing thing, whatever that you've been learning, what do you hope to continue to learn? And what is it that you, you wrestle with? And he goes, Jesus loves me. This I know. That's so good. And and he said, that's, that, that's really the core. That's the biggest thing to wrap our minds around our hearts around is that truth that Jesus loves me. This I know, you know, we, we were having a conversation today and we have all of our staff um, that doesn't have any kind of Bible background, whatever we we've created this course that, that we take our staff through in the course of a year. And we were talking about communication And we're talking about, you know, well, when you teach on the weekends and you have people that are new to faith or haven't even put their faith in Jesus, they got invited by somebody, whatever they came because they're getting free lunch afterwards, uh, or they're, they've been following Jesus their entire lives. They've read through the Bible multiple times. They've been to courses. They maybe even went to seminary, have, you know, some, some letters before or after their name, whatever it is. And, and they're all in the room at the same time. And, and how do you teach them? And how do you engage with this person and this person? And even just as I was reflecting on it going, we all kind of need the same thing. And it's not at, at this point in my life. So I've been following Jesus now for decades and studying the Bible for decades. And what I need in my life personally, I'm just talking about Robert right now. It's not more information. It's not a new way of, I love like, yeah, challenge my thinking on things, stretch my mind, all of that. 
Um, I, I know the things I need to know at this point in my life. It's, it's how am I actually living that out? How am I applying that? And that's true for the person that's maybe even not yet said yes to Jesus, the person who's brand new to faith. It comes down to that. But sometimes we, we way overcomplicate, you know, those big pillars, those big principles of following Jesus. Well, we think deep is information. Mm-hmm. And we need some information to grow. Sure. And uh, grow in our depth of who God is. But lately, I've been praying more for uh, application for myself, which mm-hmm. was your point, uh, but also a demonstration. Mm-hmm. I want a demonstration of the power of God in and through my life. And um, sometimes um, God comes along and demonstrates his mm-hmm. power mm-hmm. Uh, in me or through me or in our church or in the life of somebody else. And that demonstration takes me a whole lot deeper yeah. than any information ever could because I'm, I'm moving from learning about somebody yeah. to having knowledge of somebody. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm not learning about somebody that lived 2,000 years ago. I'm experiencing a relationship and, yep. frankly, his power in the here and now. And so one of my prayers is, uh, you know, Father, take me deep, mm-hmm. right, through application because your discipleship is as simple as your next step of obedience. Mm-hmm. If you're like, I don't know what God wants me to do. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. All the things you already know, just keep doing that. Yeah. Right? And the better we get at that, uh, the more we're following Jesus. So there's application. But I have been praying recently for demonstration. Mm-hmm. Uh, demonstrate in me, Holy Spirit, your power, your presence, um, the hope that I have in you. That's what we're talking about today. Um, and so may- maybe that's a word for somebody. But that's just something I'm learning mm-hmm. is... Um, I want information, but more than that, I long for a demonstration yeah. of, of God's power and presence in my life. Well, it's beautiful when those things go together. You learn something about God, and then you experience that personally. Sure. And it's not just about you know information on a page. Now, now it's something that's very real, very personal. I love the way you said that, not knowledge about God, knowledge of God. Yeah. Well, talking about hope. So that passage of Scripture says that hope leads us, Hebrews 6, it mm-hmm. leads us uh, literally, it says behind the curtain mm-hmm. uh, into the inner sanctuary. So he's talking about um, literally the presence of God. Yeah. And so I talked about letting hope lead. Why? Because where's it going to lead us? Into his presence. And when you're in his presence, the pressure diminishes mm-hmm. as the presence and experiencing his presence in, in, increases. Um, but the more that we experience uh, the presence of God, the more that we know God, the more that we understand his love for us and the deeper we get. Um, the whole thing is is relational, uh-huh. and hope drives us into that into that relationship. Um, there are lots of people that um, what they know about the Bible is, for lack of a better way to say it, it's more in the realm of trivia. Uh-huh. What's the longest verse? What's the shortest verse? Uh-huh. You know. Um, and I I want for our people, for whoever's listening right now, I I don't want you to just know what it says. I want you to know what it means. Mm-hmm. And I, I want you to know what it means uh, for you um, and for the hope that you have in him. Um, I, I want God to, to demonstrate and for you to experience a demonstration of his, of his love in your life. And so, yeah, we leverage information and we apply that information and that helps us to experience a demonstration mm-hmm. of, of God's power. You talked about 
just now in that, that passage in Hebrews that hope leads us. How do I know? How do we know? Because everybody's being led by something. Yeah. How, how do I identify? Is it hope that's leading me? How can, I, how can I right now just evaluate in my own life, going back to application, right, and going, okay, where am I at? What is leading me? What is it that's driving me? And is it that hope in, in what is certain or is it something else? How, how would you help somebody identify which one it is? How shaky are you? Hmm. <laughs> how anxious are you? Mm-hmm. Um, what's really causing you to fret? Um, the reason that a certain hope leads us is because the certain hope that we have in God helps us to focus. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a verse in uh, Job chapter eight, and one of Job's friends is talking to him. If you don't know the story of Job, he's having a really crappy time in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything is bad, and so his friends are talking. And then later on in the book, God speaks. Um, But one of the things his friend says to him in Job chapter 8 is those who forget God have no hope. What he's talking about there is a certain hope. And so when you see people falling apart or, you know, the stock market crashed so my life is over, well, those kinds of things – are in the realm of worship. Mm-hmm. It's totally what my life is about. Mm-hmm. And because this is over, my life is over. If my kid doesn't turn out this way, then my life is over. Mm-hmm. If I can't marry this person, then my life is over. Um, your life is not over mm-hmm. if you build your life and put the hope of your life in something that never ends. Mm-hmm. And the something that never ends is the hope that you have in God. Yeah. And again, what that does is it's it leads us again to God's presence. Instead of forgetting God, it helps us to focus on God. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us practice kind of a functional atheism, right? And then a little pain comes along and we get shaken up. And then we remember, oh, yeah, that's where my hope is. Oh, yeah, that's what my life's right. about. You know, everybody prays when the plane's going yeah. down because immediately in that moment, oh, where's my hope? Oh, what can I really trust in? Oh, what do I really need? And we get really focused. When the plane is going down, sin is not very attractive. Mm -hmm. When the plane is going down, I'm not tempted to do anything but pray. When the plane's going down, I am very focused. Mm -hmm. And so in those storms of life and those trials, hope leads us into the presence of God because it helps us not to forget, but to focus. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Uh, Our time's up. That went quick. do you want to let's maybe take a moment, let's pray for maybe God to reveal what our hope is in and if there's maybe a step for us to take and uh, do you want to lead us in just a, a time of praying and, and guidance for that? And I love your prayer too, that God would demonstrate, that we'd experience a demonstration of who he is. Yeah. Hope is, uh, hope is about focus. Mm-hmm. And when we focus on the right things, um, it's really good for our souls. And there's something about the presence of God as we focus on him that drives out those things we don't want. And we don't want worry. Mm-hmm. We don't want anxiety. Um, and so we want to build our life on the right things. Yeah. Let me pray. Father, thank you for your grace today. As we were talking about, thank you that you are great and that you are good and we can trust you. And so I pray in this moment that we would return once again to the right place of worship, that we would place our trust and our full hope in you, and that we would focus on you and what matters most today. Um, just personally, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sorry f- to myself, and Father, I'm sorry to you that it requires pain for me to focus um, or remember what matters most. 
And so I pray that with wisdom, we would just choose each day uh, to build our life in you and that we would grow in our information. But Father, through the power of your Holy Spirit, would you continually give us a demonstration of who you are and of your presence in our lives? Teach us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.